Welcome to episode 37 of Central Intelligence Cinema. Today, we're back with our first Intel report of 2023, as well as a spoiler-free review of Jack Ryan season three. Let's kick off the year right, shall we? Take it away, Pierce. Beg your pardon, forgot to knock. Welcome to the CIC, initiating security clearance. My name is Napoleon Solo. Bond. James Bond. Natasha Romanoff. Ethan Hunt. Alex Leiter. Elsa Faust. Identity confirmed. Now, pay attention, 007. Welcome to Central Intelligence Cinema, a podcast dedicated to spy movies and secret agent pop culture. Your mission, should you decide to accept it. Do you expect me to talk? I'm in the middle of an interrogation. This moron is giving me everything. Yeah, baby! Special agent, you're not having a very special day, are you? But remember, nothing ever goes according to plan. Tom, what do you think you're doing? the British hand up, sir. This state will self-destruct in five seconds. Recording from a newly undisclosed, undisclosed location, it's the Central Intelligence Cinema Podcast. I'm Jason Greenberg, and with me, as always, Ben Esslinger. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. And welcome back to the CIC. Woo! I'm in a good mood. (laughs) The spy movie podcast that is officially... Three years old, as of yesterday. Three years old, you say? Three years old. We are in the annoying phase now. That's amazing. We got past the terrible twos, and now we're in the threatening threes. Now we're in the terrible threes. Outstanding. (laughs) The threatening threes. We know just enough to be dangerous. (laughs) As should always be the case. Indeed, indeed. Well, uh... My uh, own personal Dr. Uh, Molly Warmflash has given me clearance for talking silly spy shit, uh, so long as I uh, don't lift anything over 20 pounds and uh, <clears throat> stay in constant contact with her. But, oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she's been taking good care of me. I'm, I'm on the mend, though. So, uh, good. very excited to be here. Man, in the brand new, undisclosed Undisclosed location. <laughs> yeah, if we have to move undisclosed locations again, we're just going to have to start using like subset numbers, you know, undisclosed <laughs> cubed. Right, exactly. <laughs> squared. Indeed, indeed. But uh, today we are here to look at what's in store for 2023 in the world of spy movies and the CIC, as well as our uh, spoiler-free first impressions of Jack Ryan Season 3, available now on Amazon Prime. Hmm. (laughs) But uh, first, I have a couple quick shout-outs before we get into it all. Um, The first one is just sort of a personal thing for me. I wanted to mention just recently, uh, James Bond Radio uh, announced that they were ending their podcast after... Eight years and kind of, they were kind of the pioneers of Bond podcasting. Uh, with there's there's one other one too, being James Bond uh, has been around for the for at least that long. But James Bond Radio was kind of my biggest inspiration for wanting to start a podcast that was related to spy movies and and such spy adjacent and spy adjacent things. And uh, so I just wanted to send out to anyone from that organization that may be listening a huge thank you for eight years of great episodes um i want to send a very heartfelt uh shout out to um chris wright uh because i know he's going through a lot right now um and obviously a huge shout out to tom sears the man so uh yeah but just uh 
Thank you, thank you, James Bond Radio, for for doing what you did so so very well. Also, shout outs. I wanted to mention that just at the end of the year, I was on liaison for the CIC. Uh, on the Thunderballs radio show, uh, talking about Quantum of Solace, as well as uh, taking all the pot shots I could at uh, No Time to Die. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so thank you very much to uh, Marty Dale and Joe for the great conversation on the Thunderballs radio show. Be sure to check them out on uh, Spotify. Great show. Scotsman. Good stuff. <laughs> Uh, but now, should we uh, should we get into this sucker? Let's do it. Looking for a news story? Impress me. Transmitting CIC Intel dossier. We'll print anything these days. Yes. So now we bring you the CIC 2023 forecast and missions dossier. Woo! Exciting stuff. Isn't it always, though? Everything's exciting with this podcast. That's right. That's right. But uh, just kind of running down the uh, the movies related to our uh, fandom here that were, that were set to get in 2023. Um, first off is uh, John Wick Chapter 4 coming on March 24th. I don't know if you could really call that a spy movie. It's more just an assassin movie, but... It's a kick-ass movie. It's a super kick I haven't kick even ass. watched it. I know it's a kick-ass movie, so... You know, and, and I would like to issue a mea culpa to David Leach uh, for for being maybe a little harsh <laughs> in in our review of uh, Atomic Blonde way back in the day about his the other items on his CV cuz he's <laughs> he's proven to be an amazing director. Like Bullet Train was fantastic. Oh, yeah, fantastic yeah. movie. Well, so, and you know, you can't also discount Chad Strahelski who yes. has actually directed the majority of the indeed of the Wick films and also they're like the same guy but they're not yeah they're, they're super interchangeable in terms of I'm producing no I'm directing I kind of feel like when they're together they're the Beatles though oh absolutely and when they're apart they're the Beatles apart where you get I think you get a little bit better product when they're together they Agreed. just but yeah. I'm excited for John Wick Chapter 4 on March 24th. This is actually, spoiler alert, this is where we find out that he's actually just Neo in a new version of The Matrix. (laughs) Oh, no. Ruined it. I mean... Doesn't it explain everything about John Wick if you just throw that little bit of information? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like he keeps getting up. Oh, it's because he. It's because he's Neo. Yeah, he's Neo. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Which you just put in there because it's an Indiana Jones movie. Well, I mean, come on, it's us. I'm just saying, not that I'm arguing. (laughs) There are two movies I'm excited to see in 2023, and this is one of them. And anybody who's of our tens of listeners who have listened to the podcast can probably guess what the other one is. It has worms in it. <laughs> and lots of sand. And, and no ASMR whispering. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's just the David Lynch version. <laughs> uh, and uh, probably the biggest one of the year is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, which gets to us on July 14th. Outstanding. So that, in my opinion, is going to be the 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 thing that puts its stamp on this year as far as spy movies go. You know... Between that movie, Indiana Jones, and a smattering of superhero movies, I'm literally going to be in a movie theater every weekend from the end of May all the way into the middle of July. It is. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, this is this is definitely the year where 
everything that has been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back because finally arrives. Yeah, finally gets here. Like it's just they're just going to dump it all in 2023. Uh, what wouldn't it be funny if 2023 was a 1985 of the new millennium? Oh my god. Or 84 gosh. I should say not was 85. It 84 yeah. That all that Where stuff all came out. All the good movies came out. I'm very excited, yeah, man. Yeah, I am too. There's so much. And then of course, uh just actually, just this past week, uh, Heart of Stone, the new spy movie that that Netflix is producing um, with uh, Gal Gadot, Aaliyah Bat, and Jamie Dornan, they just announced that that is going to be released on August 11th. And kind of on a spy adjacent note as well in the Netflix movie universe, uh, Extraction 2 is due out on June 16th, as well as I'm kind of interested too about David Fincher's The Killer mm-hmm. on November 10th. That should be interesting as well. I wonder if we'll get some uh, some double guns or some woo as fuck moments. <laughs> Anything's possible. I'd, I'm, I'd be okay with it if if, <laughs> if if there was at least one ode to the woo, the great woo. <laughs> as long as we don't get like half second edited splices of porn in between all of the scenes, I think we'll be fine. Did they do that? That's from Fight Club. Oh, okay. Fincher. We're talking David okay, Fincher. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was I was still in the woo. I was in a woo frame of mind. <laughs> you were, shall we say, woozy. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, and then we've got a bunch of movies that we expect to see, but nobody <laughs> really knows when they're coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Operation Fortune, Rooster Garrett, which has peaked its head out the corner a little bit because there's been a story. There was a story that came out that it played at a film festival in Dubai, I believe it was. And there are a couple not so great reviews actually that came out right after it, right after it showed there, which is, I don't know, I kind of shit. Is Dubai the place you really want to start that movie at? (sighs) Yeah, I know. I know. And the other thing that I read, and I mean, again, you, you never know with these rags, like what's, what's real and what isn't, but what I read was that they didn't change anything regarding the Ukrainian gangster situation that they were concerned about as far as upsetting people. It sounds like they didn't change a damn thing. They just sort of put it on ice for a while until people were a little bit more, I don't know, anesthetized to yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see Guy Ritchie going, no, no, we're going to keep it. <laughs> It's yeah. my movie. I get Final Cut. We're keeping it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, according to Collider, it was released internationally on January 12th. I haven't seen anybody online that has said that they've seen it or seen a release for it. Um, and there's certainly no release date here. I kind of think it's just going to go straight to streaming. That's just my... Which is fine. I just yeah. wanted to put the stupid thing out. Yeah. It looks great. It looks fantastic. How bad can it be? I mean, it's Carrie Elwes as, as M. Right? It's... It's it's got Aubrey Plaza in it's it. It's got we Aubrey Plaza. We mean, could just stop right now I mean, with that. Yeah, yes, we could. I Aubrey mean, Plaza, ladies and gentlemen, Aubrey Plaza. Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> but you know, it, it's like they're trying to build up a mystique about this stupid thing. It's only going to disappoint everybody. <laughs> I mean, I, I have seen good Guy Ritchie movies. I've seen not so good. I've never seen a bad one. Right. Mm-hmm. The movie is going to be what it is. Right. You can get it from the trailer, what it is. Yeah, I mean... Just release it. And I hate to say it, but if you've seen a couple of Guy Ritchie movies, yeah. you know what it's going to be like. Yeah, yeah. So. He's got all the players. Yeah, he's got great. He's got a let great cast. Just let them do their thing. Speaking of trying to keep up a mystique, <laughs> Argyle. Oh, boy. 
So we still know nothing. We still know nothing. But just to remind you a little bit, uh, it stars Henry Cavill. Or does it? Or does it? (laughs) Cavill with the bad hair. It it stars Uh, his hairpiece. Yes. Uh, (laughs) um, Unless they went back and changed it, which we did discuss might have been a thing well i was yeah we did and i'm kind of thinking now maybe cavill's like i don't want to be in it so they're just going to go hire somebody else stick that same hairpiece on them and like when you put an elvis wig on somebody (laughs) or as i've recently learned an edgar Allan poe wig on somebody Mm. they will automatically look like edgar Allan poe or elvis i think you could just put any of that hair on any actor and they look like jim carrey from the batman movie yeah exactly (laughs) exactly just like the riddler but also in that movie is uh, Sam Rockwell, Brian Cranston, Samuel L. Jackson, Dua Lipa, Bryce Dallas Howard, John Cena, Catherine O'Hara, Ariana DeBose, or Dubois, Dubois, and about a million other people. It's crazy. But I don't think I've actually ever read off the synopsis on our little podcast here, but that is And this has been confirmed by Apple as a world-class spy suffering from amnesia is tricked into believing he is a best-selling spy novelist. After his memories and lethal skills return, he goes down a path of revenge against the shadowy organization he used to work for, The Division. So, God, this sounds like it was written by Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. yeah. Disguised as as a (laughs) fake author that is uh, yet to put out her first book. Hmm. Well, anyway, we'll find out in March, won't we? Because that's when the book is scheduled to come out. Scheduled. 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 <laughs> wouldn't, no, so wouldn't it be the best thing ever if they took this movie and they took Operation Rue de Guerre mm-hmm. and did like a grindhouse thing where they released them oh both together? Oh, my God, together that'd be amazing. Because, and straight to video. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Not, yeah. Even, not even streaming. <laughs> you can't get it on video on demand. You have to buy the DVD You have DVD to buy set. a DVD. And yes. it will come with the book. Oh, my God. It would be amazing. <laughs> I would buy that. If anybody's listening, I want to cut. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And then I put one one kind of wild card on my notes here, just because it's kind of interesting. I'll watch the trailer for it. It's called uh, Mission uh, Menu, I believe it, or Manju. Majnu. Majnu. I'm, I'm going to go with Majnu. Majnu. Uh, it's from Netflix India and is out... Actually, as of now, and the write-up for it says, in the 1970s, an undercover Indian spy takes on a deadly mission to expose a covert nuclear weapons program in the heart of Pakistan. So it's all subtitled, but it honestly, I watched the trailer. It looked kind of cool. I might I might give it a look. I don't know. Give the CIC an international fan. Mm, indeed, indeed. Although I have to say, yeah. trying to review a subtitled movie is probably worse than trying to, uh, inter- or to review... Um, spies like us. <laughs> <laughs> I may put that to the test, though, and make us watch OSS 117. Well, yeah, okay. I could go with that. Because that one it might be worth it. Because I've seen two of those, and they're both gold. <laughs> they are comedic gold. Uh, also expected in 2023 in the world of TV, we are officially getting Alex Ryder Season 3. I had, I can't believe this, I actually had a a little public chat over Twitter with the man himself, Anthony Horowitz, the author of the Alex Ryder books, and he confirmed that this next season is going to be adapted off of his fifth book, Scorpia, and it sounds like they are about halfway through filming, and it's sort of expected in like fall-ish 
like September-ish when, when they're going to release it. So that should be interesting. I'd, I'd like to check that out. Also, um, I know Anthony Horowitz has a new Alex Ryder book coming out sometime this year. I don't know the release date on that. But uh, also, uh, we are getting Slow Horses, uh, more seasons. Uh, they're currently shooting seasons three and four concurrently. Now, I know we didn't give the the most bright and shiny uh, review of season one, and I, I still kind of stand by yeah, that. I, I still kind of stand by it. Now, I will say... When I was having my downtime and, uh, you know, Dr. Molly Warmflash was taking good care of me, <laughs> I watched a lot of TV and I watched season two of Slow Horses and I found that to be a huge improvement. And they gave Gary Oldman a lot more to do, which I think helped. Definitely. Because I think my biggest complaint was that he was criminally underused. Yes. In it. Yes. I thought season two was definitely a, an improvement. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to where they take it now. Also coming out on TV, hopefully in the US, it's already out in the UK, is A Spy Among Friends. And so that is supposedly coming to the U.S. on March 12th on MGM Plus, wherever the hell that got to be attached to Prime, Prime. somewhere. It's, or it's like a plug-in for Prime. I swear, I have so many. I, I think I have two plug-in subscriptions on Prime right now. Like, it's, it's so dumb. It's so stupid. Because I have AMC Plus. Because mm-hmm. AMC Plus, for those of you who don't know, is like the unannounced spy show catalog on of streaming. There's so many spy shows on AMC plus. And then I have, that's what I got. I got paramount too. Cause I wanted all the mission movies. So. Sure. Well, I got it for all the Star Trek stuff. So. Well, there you go. So the the mission movies were just sort of uh, extra yeah, sauce. Icing on the cake. I have them all. So Indeed, indeed. And then uh, one other thing, well, actually, it's already out on TV, is Treason, which looks kind of interesting. I, I need to check that one out. Starring, uh, what's his face? From Charlie Dar- Cox. Charlie Cox. So that should be interesting. And then one final thing expected in 2023, and they just dropped three different uh Issue covers in comics 007 for King and Country is coming out in April, or at least the f- issue one is coming out in April, written by Philip Kennedy Johnson and artist Giorgio Spoletta. The blurb on this one states Bond is the hunted. Accused of a murder on British soil, M dispatches the other double O's to revoke Bond's license permanently. Forced to go underground, he can only count on the presumed dead 003 Gwendolyn Gann as his ally because, in reality, they are on a top-secret mission to prevent a globe-shattering event. Will they be able to unravel the conspiracy before M's best catch up with them and punch their tickets? How could he be on a top-secret mission if M's not involved? It's a little weird, but it's comic books. (laughs) That's true. Um... But yeah, if you want to see the uh, the four covers, the artwork, you can go to our Facebook page because the CIC does have a Facebook page and uh, I have a post on there. All you got to do is if you're on Facebook, just search for Central Intelligence Cinema. You will find our, our snazzy little logo. Aside from that, and actually while I'm, while I'm there talking about where you can reach the CIC, we have many different outlets, and we want to hear from you. We yes. want to hear from you this year. We want to hear what you want us to review. Look, we all know that was your New Year's resolution, right? You're like, eat better, get more exercise, comment way more to Central Intelligence Cinema Podcast. Indeed. And, and give we a, are going to hold you to that resolution. You that, can throw the other ones away. We know you're not going to do That's right. This. And give a glowing five-star review if you could, please. It would be so wonderful if you could. It would be so nice because it gets us seen on more places. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, do that for us, why don't you? 
Um, also, but if you want to get in touch with us, please do. We love it. Um, at our email is cicdeaddrop at gmail.com. On Instagram, it is Central Intelligence Cinema, separated by underscores. And on Twitter, it is at CIC Spy Pod. Twitter is still mostly working. So come talk to me. I'm on there quite a bit. Um, <laughs> hey, Ben, how many listener requests have we done on the show that came through those channels? We have done two. Hey, what do you know? We actually two. listen to what our people tell us. That's right. We listen. If you send us something telling us we suck, we're going to try and correct it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you tell us, send us something telling us, hey, we think we can make it a little better, we're probably going to listen to that too. Indeed. Probably the latter more than the former. Well, yeah. Everybody tells us we suck in our normal lives, so <laughs> it's just white noise to us, but... Uh, <laughs> But you know what? You guys are the community out there. You're the ones who are watching these movies and TV Indeed. shows and everything. We'd love to get your input because maybe you're giving us an idea that we didn't have Indeed. that we watch and think is fantastic. Very Not much the so. assignment, but um, <laughs> the potential exists out there. Yes, and and we're and you know I think if anything, the assignment, our review of the assignment, tells our tens of listeners that we are willing to get weird, man. And honestly, I kind of wonder if 2023 is going to be the year that the CIC get a little weird. Could be. It could very well be. But uh, coming up for our silly little podcast, we're probably going to finally utilize our our heavily, chronically, criminally neglected YouTube page. Because uh, we, we do have a shiny piece of machinery coming from Q Branch across the pond that we are intending to review whenever it finally arrives at the undisclosed location. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're, we're very excited for the upcoming year. So please let us know what you want us to review or skewer, <laughs> which we tend to do sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's just fun. Um, and also, if you want to show off your love of the CIC, why not visit our merch store? Because we have merch. Not smirch. Merch. Not smirch. Merch, yo. But yeah, we've got t-shirts and mugs and iPhone cases, all sorts of stuff. All you got to do is go down to the link at the bottom of the show description of this very episode, and it will take you right there. But uh, that's about it for now. As far as Intel, should we get into this uh, little quick uh, spoiler-free-ish review of season three of Jack Ryan? Let's do it. A small group of hardline Russians formed a plan to preserve the USSR. Use a nuclear strike to create chaos. If you don't come in, you will be recalled. I come in now, a whole lot of people are gonna die. You're about to cross a line, and there may be no going back. Because I'm trying to do the right thing. We have to eliminate Jack Ryan. Jack, every second matters. So what are the odds this is a one-way trip? 80, 90%. It's my last fight won't be in coach. All right. So, Jack Ryan, season three, five of the episodes were directed by Jan Turner, who in the past has done uh, 911, Grey's Anatomy, SEAL Team. She has a huge resume. She's tackled all kinds of TV. She is... Big time, big time, big time. Actually, both of these directors are. The other director, Kevin Dowling, directed three episodes. Um, he has done in the past The Americans, The Walking Dead. Uh, he also directed the movie The Sum of Us. He's a total directing badass as well. And I think it kind of shows this season. Yeah. This definitely feels like a an uptick in quality this this season over last season. Well, it I'll, I'll say it feels like the most... Jack Ryan-y adventure. Yes. 
yes, so far. Jack or Jack John Krasinski is back as Jack Ryan, who I think does maybe his best performance as Jack. It could help that he runs a little funny. Have you noticed that John Krasinski runs a little funny? Yeah, he had, he had a you couple. He had a couple of Mission Impossible moments during the, the yeah. season, and. Uh, it, it, not everybody can be Tom Cruise. Well, and I think, but honestly, I think it helps because Jack Ryan isn't supposed to be this super duper. No, he's supposed to just be a regular guy with a broken back. I mean, if he runs a little goony, that's sort of expected. Yeah, it's kind of, it plays. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a, he's a wide individual. He's mm-hmm. like, kind well, of he's, got a wide torso. He's tall and he's wide and. Could have been Captain America, wasn't Captain America. That's right. I remember I, I listened to an interview with him on a different podcast, and he was talking about mm-hmm. how when he was waiting to read for it, and uh Chris Helms Helmsworth walked past and he's like, Yeah, I'm not getting this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but he's great as Jack Ryan. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And uh, and then of course Wendell Pierce is back as James Greer, who might be my favorite character in the whole thing. I have decided that just in general with spy movies, I often like the secondary character the most mm-hmm. because they're allowed to be human. They're allowed to yes to have some quirks or some faults or or an attitude that maybe doesn't perfectly aligned with being the hero. Sure, I'm just noticing that about myself. You know, when we're watching Bond movies, I'm always a big fan of whoever the ally is, whoever the contact is. Sure. Those always tend to be my favorite people in... Because they're straight-up character actors playing characters. Right, right. So they're more interesting than the the protagonist, who's usually pretty streamlined of what that person is and what that person does. But uh, yeah, Wendell Pierce is back. He's he's great. James Greer now in this season is the station chief in Moscow, and then eventually gets transferred elsewhere. I forget where. (laughs) I don't want to give away everything anyway. And then we've got uh, Michael Kelly is back as Mike November, who I really like. He's now freelance and he's loving his... I can't remember if he's in Santorini or Mykonos, but this beautiful... Yeah, the beautiful view from his villa Yes, on the, uh, on the cliff. Overlooking the... Uh, yeah, he's a fun character in this. And then uh, we've got a new face. We've got Betty Gabriel as Elizabeth Wright, who is the station chief in Rome. Maybe my favorite ad for this season because she's... Mm-hmm. Because she plays it really well. She plays both like good and bad too. Well, she's playing a very political creature in, in this particular series. Right. And But a, a political person with a conscience. Yes. She's and, not completely soulless. And, right. And <laughs> so she, she plays conflicted pretty well. Absolutely. You know, she you can tell she at least has a conscience, is actually in it for the greater good, so to speak. Such as it is. Such as it is. She's not just in it to, you know, climb up the ladder or what have you. So uh, no love interest this time, which I think... Uh, it's probably good. I think it is for the better, for um, sure. You know, the first season they brought in Jack Ryan's potential wife in the books. Yeah. And they completely strayed away from that in the second one. Yeah. Which I'm like, what happened there? Yeah. Right? And so for me, being a, a Clancy loyalist, as it were... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the idea of him not being with Kathy. Right. And so I I like the fact that they just said, you know, we don't need it. Yeah. Jack's on the run. Let's let him do what Jack's going to do on the run. Yeah. And I, streamlining that and taking out all those stupid little romantic bits, I think, is what made this season a lot better than I the last I think so, two. too. I think so, too. I was 
worried. There were two characters in this. There's like a contact person from Russia that I was worried that he was going to hook up with. And I was like, oh, God, please don't let it devolve into that. And then also, <laughs> and then also there was a, yeah, the contact's name, P.S. and by the way, is Zoya Ivanova. Could it be the granddaughter of Pola Ivanova? <laughs> No resemblance, though. Not not whatsoever. (laughs) Not at all. And then I was also worried that there was going to be some weird love interest between him and the Czech president. Like, I was, like, waiting for that to happen. I was almost... eh, I shouldn't say too much because I don't want to give too much away. But I was definitely worried that something was going to happen there between him and the Czech president. I have thoughts on this whole president thing anyway. I don't know. I don't think I saw anything like that happening. No, no. But I was just... I saw her and I saw him and I'm like, these two are eventually going to talk. Oh, yeah. Like I saw Jack and I'm like, well, it's Jack Ryan. Right. And I saw her and she's such a central figure in this season. And I'm like, well, these two are clearly going to talk. Please let nothing happen between them. Yeah. Yeah. They they obviously in the writer's room are like, yep, Jack's not getting laid this season. They they put it on a big post-it note on the dry erase board. It's like half the board. Yeah, exactly. This is the cardinal rule of the season. Jack is not getting laid. Jack does not get laid. (laughs) But uh, I suppose I should lay out the premise real quick for people who haven't seen this season. Is that a long deactivated Soviet project called Sokol to develop a nuclear weapon has become rumored to be reactivated. Along the way, we learn that there is far more than meets the eye to what Sokol entails and who is involved. Um, embroiled in the middle of this unrest between Russia and the leader of the Czech Republic, kind of mirroring the situation in Ukraine, actually, uh, before things turn to actual aggression. Jack continues to pursue what he thinks is going on, even after the CIA has repeatedly tried to bring him back in. He basically goes rogue, which... That's not really a spoiler. It's in the trailers. <laughs> um, and eventually, Jack convinces James Greer and Station Chief in Rome, where the three of them essentially covertly work together to foil the plot. And who doesn't like a good plot foiling? Indeed. Indeed. I love foiling the plot. <laughs> I do it to my own podcast all the time. <laughs> but uh, just overall, I thought that the story is much more interesting than season two. There are, I don't even know if I should give it away. Nah, don't. There are echoes of past clanciness. How about well, that? Yeah, absolutely. It, there, there are echoes of past clanciness, and I, I will not say any further than that. There is a an interwoven, there are interwoven elements in the storyline that make it feel like a clancy book where yes. things start off way on the left-hand side, way on the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. This is not a political thing. Um, <laughs> and slowly as the book or the story starts to come together, they get closer and closer and closer. And then they're intertwined, mm-hmm. interlinked, and everything starts to just fire off all in all cylinders as these things kind of collide with each other. And that is literally every Tom Clancy novel ever written. Right. Yeah. It's very, uh, I will just say this. There are echoes of a very specific book. Sure. In this season. I bet you I know the book you're talking about. Uh, I bet you do. (laughs) Now, I will say this. I was not crazy about the almost syncophantic trust in Jack uh, to always be correct. Just the unending faith 
that Jack was correct about everything. Yeah, but that was uh, mostly coming from Greer. Mostly from Greer, but there's a point there. There's this tipping point where Elizabeth Wright, the the station chief in Rome, she starts to be that same way. And granted, at this point, there's enough evidence to prove that Jack is right about what he's saying. Right. But it just felt a little bit like they just gave him a little bit too much of the benefit of the doubt every once in a while. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. When I was watching, I kept thinking, why can't this chick get on board? Right. Yeah. I mean. Well, Did it, she not watch the last two seasons of the show? <laughs> well, she kind of flips the switch, though. And yeah, so so there is that. There is that where you know, for several episodes, it's like, why can't she get on board? Doesn't she understand what's going on? How can she be a, so obtuse? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was a Shawshank uh, redemption reference, there, folks. In case you got the meter going, you're, you're welcome. Keeping track. That's right. Um, <laughs> and then suddenly she flips it, and then she's just completely on his side the rest of the way, for the most part. I don't think she ever second guesses him after that. No. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of the initial, her initial distress came from the relationship with Greer, who she clearly had history with. Right, right. So, uh, I mean, I guess in terms of that character, she should naturally start off that way. But it got kind of annoying after a little while. It's like, really? (laughs) Have you not watched the last two seasons? (laughs) Have you not read a book? This is this is Jack Ryan we're talking about. This is Jack Ryan. <laughs> this is Mr. Fantastic. He, he's the smartest guy in the world. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, again, I I like the fact he was action heroy enough to make it interesting, but not so action heroy that it was like, come on. Well, you know, I think he's he's pulled off the thing that Harrison Ford does so well, and that Tom Cruise is still working on. Which, <laughs> if you would stop jumping motorcycles off of cliffs, maybe you could get there, but. Krasinski really plays an everyman very, very well. Yeah. It helps, too, that his reputation precedes him in the office. That's true. Like, we we have a certain preconceived notion about what kind of guy he is. Right. We all think he's Jim. Right. This is just Jim with guns. Jim with guns <laughs> yeah. and a workout program. And a workout program. Exactly. <laughs> but he comes off very grounded. Yeah. You know, he doesn't feel like a James Bond, Ethan Hunt super spy kind of thing. Right. He's not arrogant. He's not, you know, super macho. Right. He's just, he's competent without being super competent. Yeah. At everything. You know, he's not going to see a bottle of wine and immediately tell you Uh. what the vintage (laughs) and what the best year was. And, you know. And chilled at the exact perfect temperature of. Identify that butterfly by the color of its wings. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Overall, uh, I would I would highly recommend. I uh, absolutely yeah. it, it goes quick. It it's does. very engaging. Yeah, it's easy to follow the plot line. Which I, I'm not trying to insult the intelligence of our tens of listeners and everything, but sometimes TV when they stretch it out, the mm-hmm. story gets so complicated because they have to fill it with crap. Yeah, but this one stayed very linear all the way through, and I I appreciated that because it it made watching it so much easier. I could take a break. And not feel like I lost the narrative when I came back. Yeah. There wasn't a, a lot of times with movies and stuff, you get like a C, D, E, and F subplot. Right. Whereas this one, for the most part, was very straightforward and you could just keep on trucking. Right. Keep on trucking. But yeah, I think that's about all we can say at this point. Other than go watch it. Other than go watch it. It's on Amazon. I mean. And feel free to tell us what you thought about it. Yes, please do. Please like, subscribe, and interact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at the self-promotion shit. <laughs> but uh, we'll keep it short and sweet. With that, I'm Ben. 
And I'm Jason. And the CIC will return with more missions, more martinis, and more mayhem. 2023!